take two motherboards. <laughs> so, hey, I just want to say to all... Hey, wait. First, real quick, that was a little 8-bit ACDC for you, Chris. Oh, that no I shit. put on front. Yeah. Really? So, the magic of podcast, I have not heard this song. What is the 8-bit song that I will hear once you edit this and we post it? That's a shook me all night long 8-bit. Nice. Yeah. So, I just want to say to all our tens of fans that... Uh, <laughs> Johnny actually caught a mistake. Two minutes in. Two minutes in. Normally, we would have recorded the entire podcast. Progress, not perfection. That is right. All right. So, it's been a struggle to get here <laughs> right now. And to even record, apparently. It has been a struggle. Um, but, you know, we got some things to talk about. Johnny, you... Just recently celebrated 13 years of sobriety. Yes, in a row. In a row. Whoa. Including weekends and holidays. Whoa. No drinky drinky or druggy druggies. Whoa. Yeah. So did you do anything fun, exciting? I went to 7-Eleven and I got a uh, pack of uh, nicotine gum secretly. <laughs> was was chewing on that. Like, this doesn't count against my sobriety. <laughs> so. Um, and got caught. Yes, of course you did. Well, how did you get caught? Um, our fucking maids. Must, our fucking maids. Must have. <laughs> fucking maids. Must have found like an unopened piece, and she gave it to my wife. Was like, oh, this is Mister Johnny's gum, and I, and so Nikki called me up, and I was like, oh yeah, totally, yeah. Well, see. I think our first impulse would be to lie and like, no, no, it was Chris. Because, yeah. I'm, dude, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Johnny. I blame you for a lot of shit. Uh, like, if my wife opens my phone or something and like, what is this? I'm like, God damn, Johnny. I can't <laughs> believe you left it on that. Yeah. No, yeah. I would have blamed it on me. I've been known to come over and look at porn on your computer and then I know. jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I know, and I'm so tired of you doing that. <laughs> just kidding. Happens all the time. Dude, all the time. <laughs> so, speaking of getting busted, so... So, now I'm on uh, the patch and... Uh, oh, you're back? Are you on the patch? Yeah, I couldn't do cold turkey. Dude, it was you, too much. It was too much. No. Well, okay, full disclosure. So, I quit smoking. I don't know. I was trying to figure this out. I think I quit smoking maybe about 12 years ago, but I chewed the gum for like five years. I had to get on the patch to get off the gum. Um, and so when you were quitting this time, this was like for new year's, right? And I suggested to you, I was like, dude, I had to get on, I had to get on the, the patch to yeah. get off that shit. I think that was the seed planted in my head. Like, oh, and so, I can't do it. Oh, whoa, whoa. You're going to blame me? <laughs> well, anyway, so I suggest this to you. And as I'm driving back from Utah, I get a call from your wife talking to <laughs> <laughs> about that. And I'm just like, dude. dude hey, hey, Nikki, don't play, dude. Dude. <laughs> and she was totally sweet. But I think the subtext was like, don't fucking... Don't you ever suggest... <laughs> yeah, don't you ever suggest anything to my man. I do the suggestions. Uh, but I'm only going to be on the patch for like two weeks because I was on the gum for nine years. So. Oh, dude, I was... The gum, <laughs> it's hot. Dude. The gum and the lozenge. I was What's, on nicotine in one way or another. So you and I have quit a lot of, a lot of substances. 
That's what no one can get a like. Well, how can you quit everything but nicotine? And I'm like, I don't know, dude. Nicotine. It's because you know why? It's because it doesn't count against me when I relapse on nicotine. Oh I don't my. lose all my sober time. Yeah, no nicotine. Fuck, damn. I quit smoking for a year, and my wife and I went on a vacation. My son was probably like nine months old. All inclusive resort in Mexico, and so my wife's drinking. Everyone's drinking. I'm like, Simone. I want to do something. And there was a pack of Reds. <sighs> in the mini bar and i'm like you know what i'm just gonna have like one or two and then when we go back we fly back it's i'm gonna good. be done i'm in a different i'm in a different spot i'm i can handle this it doesn't count if i'm in another country <laughs> three days pack a day no way fucking just charging did dude. your wife know you were doing that oh yeah no she was totally aware she totally signed off on it and of course i'm like i'm not gonna smoke once we fly back to the state side no oh, i fucking was I, I, I do that with cigars too like yeah, there'll be a was, celebration so wait so let's let's talk about okay um no you just interrupted me dude okay go i'm gonna talk about my fucking story so it's the nba playoffs right now that's what i was getting into bitch all right well fucking let me talk so my team the utah jazz boo whatever they were playing the first round oklahoma city thunder and with we so we were uh man we were the fifth seed and they were the fourth seed they had a home court and i did not think you i thought it was gonna be i thought you guys were gonna get swept on, on paper the thunder should be way better anyway spoiler alert my team won we won yeah and i and i was excited because i'm a laker fan and i'm like that's it's gonna sit we have lakers have open arms for paul george to come on over so my wife she doesn't like NBA playoff time on my team because mm-hmm. it? it's like, hey, we got to go, blah, blah. Whoa, baby. Jazz are on. I got to watch the jazz. That can ruin, like, playoffs can ruin, like, my night. Like, the. Oh, dude. The- so my wife went to Mexico with some girlfriends to celebrate one of their birthday. So we have this new house, which is still a work in progress. A lot of work to be done. My wife does not like me idling at this point. I mean, she doesn't like me idling anyway, but right now where it's like their boxes tons of boxes need to be unpacked so this new we have a new security system put in and they're cameras and you can get them from your phone on the app and see like inside and whatnot she's watching you to see how you're doing during the play <laughs> so you can talk through your phone through the camera outside and i hear christopher i'm like looking i'm like what christopher i'm like oh, yes what are you doing idling from Mexico, busting my fucking balls that's, during the NBA playoffs? Oh, that's amazing. So I conveniently just left a bag in front of the camera oh, yeah. to block her view for the rest of her trip down there. Because fuck her. It's NBA playoffs. <laughs> so um, anyway, so it was during these playoffs that I have a friend that I've known, man, I don't know, 20 years back in the day. And from Long Beach, Zach Holsenbach. And this really pisses me off because I will bring up, so a buddy of mine who's a hardcore Clipper fan. Well, just tell him, tell him how it happened, how you invited well, him to no, the game. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to preface it. I'm going to preface it. I will bring, okay, back up. I will just tell how it So I got good seats. The only time I ever go to a game in LA is if the Jazz are playing either the Clippers or the Lakers. So I got some seats good seats for a jazz laker game this was man i don't know probably seven eight years ago 
no, maybe 10 years ago, probably 10 years ago. And so my buddy Zach is a huge Laker fan. So I'm like, hey, let's go. And he's like, all right. So I pick him up. He comes walking out to my car with a fucking bag. And I'm like, dude, what's in the bag? What's in the bag? He pulls it out. (laughs) It's like a fucking chicken costume with like a Laker jersey over it, like sewn into it. And I'm like. And the bill is like on top of the head. Yes. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck is that? He's like, it's a Laker chicken. (laughs) I'm like, dude, are you planning on wearing that? He's like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're fucking kidding me, dude. And why, So we get and, there, we park and everything. While we're in the parking, he puts on his fucking Laker chicken costume. And the jersey has Chick Hearn. <laughs> oh, dude. Chick Hearn. He Chick, had... Chick Hearn jersey, which I give him props for that. That is amazing. So we go in and the game's going. Of course, I'm cheering for, we have good seats, so I'm not afraid to cheer. cheer. Yeah, because it's like celebrities are not going to beat my ass. And there's the like security time. guards. Yeah, so I feel pretty feet. confident. <laughs> so the fucking Laker chicken is like just being loud and obnoxious. I like my friend Zach. I hate the Laker chicken. So, of course, I think his whole goal was to get on the Jumbotron. Yeah. So. They have like people that are like scouting out to put him on, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna get like in the next commercial break or whatever. We're gonna put you on the jumpatron or whatever." You're like, Great. so my friend's holding a cup of beer, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, Zach, give me. I'll hold your beer for you." He's like, "No, no, no, I got it, I got it, I got it." And he's dancing, and he's fucking, and, and, and the crowd is cheering. Yeah, and they're like, "Woo!" Lay fucking Laker chickens dancing. Woo! He. And you're, are you wearing a Utah Jazz jersey? No, actually, I wasn't. I'm not that brave. Okay. But I was wearing a nice leather jacket. Fucking. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> so Laker Chicken is dancing and then fucking dumps a cup of beer over my fucking head. And everyone who. On the Jumbotron. <laughs> on the fucking Jumbotron, dude. <laughs> and this is the guy that you invited that you yeah. met. <laughs> fucking Laker Chicken, dude. So the thing about the Laker Chicken, I'm just like. Every time. And I know the Laker chicken. I have seen the Laker chicken, Chris. That's the fucking thing that pisses me off. So they fucking, his, like, people know about him. Like, my buddy who's a hardcore Clipper fan, I just casually mention the Laker chicken. He's like, oh, yeah, I know the Laker chicken. I'm like, (laughs) motherfucker. So when he dumped that beer on me, that was the first unveiling of the fucking... It was the the coming out party for the Laker chicken. <laughs> hey, did the crowd go ape shit? Dude, everyone around <laughs> a general area was like fucking cheering because I was the asshole, you know, screaming for the jazz. Yeah. But so it was the last championship that they won. And oh, those are, those are the Laker times. chicken was on the front page of the Orange County Register, like Laker chicken celebrating. Oh. Dude. The Laker chicken, dude. I fucking hate that. We love you, Laker chicken. <laughs> bok, bok. So uh, we got some guests coming on the show today. Yes, yes. We uh, finally need to um, settle who will be our re- our replacement. Because uh, an we- unfortunate uh, event happens and you and I are unable to continue as co-hosts and co-creators of Best Frenemies. Yes, because we're old and getting hurt all the time. Fuck, dude. That's <laughs> Johnny sitting here with a wrist. Hey, what happened to your wrist, dude? Um, Nick, you have this really like bowling type yeah, wrist I was, brace. I was rolling with my friend Nick the Tooth. Oh, Nick the Tooth, yes. And uh, I've changed his name to 
dick the tooth now because he um he wrist locked me what kind of bro wrist locks are i thought you guys bro? were friends yeah that's what i thought too till he put all his fucking captain caveman weight on me and uh, i said tap 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 and then we heard like two pops because once the body's like on top of the wrist bending oh. back so yeah i got that going but i'm still gonna spark because i'm an idiot you know what dude sitting on the sideline just drilling can't do it Dude, it's so lame. Like, what's the point of even going if you're not going to spar? And I can't flow roll either. <laughs> oh, you know who else can't flow roll? Well, our guest is coming on. Fucking Lou cannot. Dude, we're, yeah, f- we... we're flow rolling, and he freaking did a front Ezekiel choke on me. Love it. I'm like, what? what part of flow do you not get? Anyway. All right. Well, I guess it's time to get this fucking party started. Let's roll it out. All right. Hey, what's up, nerds? And now, back by popular demand, it's time for the top five list. Well, thanks, Donnie Darko. Okay, so this month's top five is going to be... Top five dumb things we did while drunk and or high. (laughs) I didn't know I get to pick high, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I did high. No, I'm just kidding with you. Of course I was high, Chris. Come on. All right, Jesus. All right, what's your number five, bitch? <laughs> number five, um, I have <laughs> top five things we did, drunk or high. I did um, got in a fight at the Little Night after judging a Hooters contest. <laughs> this was my Black Fly days, so I got to be one of the judges. Um, got an altercation with someone I knew, and... Uh, this is what they were like redoing the outside of the little night. I was there by myself. He was there with like four of his friends. So like ended up like grabbing them and the bouncers like separated us. Like no, no, no blows were thrown and they took him outside. So I was left inside the bar with three of his friends and me. So I was on the patio smoking and they were redoing the patio, like the wall. So there was this tarp. And he kept pulling the tarp down all the way to about his chin, like pulling the top of the tarp saying, why don't you fight me, you little pussy? Come on and fight me. And every time he said that, you could see his chin right there. So when he went to, like the fourth time when he went to pull the tarp down, I was standing right there and I just punched him as hard as I could in the face. (laughs) (laughs) How'd that go over? Um, Well, him and his friends later on, I was living with my mom. They ended up... I had someone drive me home from the bar because I knew they were like probably waiting somewhere along my route home. And uh, I got dropped off and ran in the house and locked the doors. And sure enough, they came to the house trying to break in. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Did your mom kick their asses? There was a uh, fire extinguisher by our door and they threw it through the downstairs window. Shut the fuck up. Really? Yeah. But they couldn't get in. Was your mom awake? She was in another room upstairs, and I, I I had explained to her as things were escalating quickly of what happened, with which was met with my mom going, "Oh, John." <laughs> Dude. So that's number five for me, Chris. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, God. <laughs> I love that. How old? Hold on, real quick. How old were you when this happened? Yeah, it's probably twenty six years old. Dude, that's amazing. I ran. I ran in the house and locked the door. Bulletproof, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number five was uh, stole phenobarbital from um, a friend's pet. Uh, Wait, was... you, t- <laughs> you took like pet Vicodin? For no, your... barbiturates, pet barbiturates. So the pet 
God, you're a pillhead. Oh, I know, dude. This was so. I Are was, you this way with vitamins, <laughs> like transference? Fucking crush them out and snort them. Yeah. <laughs> Flintstones vitamin up the nose. Chris is really healthy. Uh, <laughs> so they used to give. I don't know if they still do it, but Sophia Nabartol is a barbiturate, and they would give it to pets and people for like help with seizures. So this dog had was was having seizures and so i had phenobarbital so a buddy and i you know thought it would be a good idea like hey let's fucking pop this and drink vodka with it nice. so so yeah we popped i don't know how many phenobarbital like i don't know how many we popped but we didn't, weren't feeling it so we were popping it and drinking it and like vodka and we didn't feel anything we didn't feel anything and it was a bummer night so we're just like man i'm gonna i'm, I'm going home i'm going to bed and I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and I was looking up at my ceiling and I had posters on the ceiling. Of course, comic book posters because I'm a nerd. Oh, wow. And plus because no girls are coming in there. <laughs> no girls are coming in. And if, I was still got, on the bunk bed. If you I was got still comic, on the bunk bed. If you got comic book posters, ain't no chick going in the room. Fuck no. <laughs> and I remember looking up and it was fucking blurry. I was fucked up. Like I was fucked little, up. L- little slow release yes. going on. Yes. And... I called my buddy. I'm like, dude, are you fucked up? And he's like, yeah, I can't even see straight. So years later, flash forward, like, I don't know. Remember Heaven's Gate cult that died, killed themselves down in... Uh, the ones that had the tennis shoes on. Yes, the and Nike I, Just Do It. And did they cut their dicks off and shit? No, uh, no they castrated their balls. The guys okay. cut their balls off. So they killed themselves by crushing up phenobarbital, mixing it in with applesauce, and drinking vodka. And I remember reading that going, fucking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I did that when I was a sophomore in high school. Now, did they, didn't they do that? Because there was like a, uh, a comet. A, and, and, they they had, the, and there was an alien spacecraft behind like, them. Behind it and dude, hidden. Hey, phenobarbital is a hell of a drug. Hey, dude. those dudes are at a party. Let's go on. <laughs> All right, what's your number four? <laughs> number four. Okay. It says, played drunk driving roulette. Now, let me, let me just talk about at night, Chris, and we'll get into other stuff later, but like, I never drove at night. Like I oh, was yeah. very, very strict about that. Like I just, and I, you, st- I still don't like driving at night anyways. Like, did you I, ever get a DUI? No. I never, me either. Never, Fist bump. Yeah. We just high five that one. Never got caught. So, um, I, I remember like being like, nope, I will not drive. I've had, you know, three beers, which is like. You know, seven for the average guy because I'm a little dude, and uh, and I remember I would totally if I had three beers wouldn't drive, but I was totally okay either knowing you, not knowing you, getting in your car, and and, and accepting a ride from wasted people just because all I cared about you, you was you were not going to get a ticket. I wasn't going to get a DUI. Like fuck you yeah. know, I've been there, done that. Just so I drunk driving roulette. That was yeah genius. So that for me, when I started dating my then girlfriend, now wife, she was 17. I was 21. A little creepy. A little <laughs> creepy. She was my designated driver. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> All right. My number four is, so along those lines, I also got super heebie-jeebies because I felt that at night, if you drove drunk, a cop was going to be behind any tree, you know, come out and get you. I would drive, yeah, it too. I would drive during the day, but I was popping 
so I was popping pills. I was driving up to LA, popping pills, drinking a 40 to get up there. And I was cruising, dude. I had so much energy. But then on the way home, I'd start nodding out. Ooh. So I would, my number four is driving braille. <laughs> so I would nod out and all of a sudden you'd wake up. Boom, 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 boom. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm awake. I'm awake. And I would do that probably three times from driving from LA to Long Beach. I would nod out and wake up to driving braille. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm awake. I'm awake. So that was my number four. Nice. My number three is, um, well, Chris, I've always been, you know, I was a little gymnast when I was a kid. Every once in a while, I'll bust out a front flip or a back flip. I decided to show off one night in um, downtown Huntington Beach, and I was going to do a round off back flip. <laughs> I was wasted. Dude, you were like Mary Lou Retton. And, uh, <laughs> and my shoes, the pavement was wet because it was like two in the morning now. And I did, I did a round off, and when I went to do my back tuck, my feet slipped on the wet pavement, and I ended up pile driving myself in the middle of Main Street. And that, see that scar right there? Oh, yeah. That was from doing a drunk backflip in the middle of Main Street, Huntington Beach. That is amazing. Yes. That is amazing. It made me shorter, probably. I was probably <laughs> taller until You'd probably that. be like fucking 5'6 if you didn't right? do that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three, and I pretty sure I discussed this in our, uh, return of the red eye segment. Uh, but I used to cruise convalescent homes in <laughs> long beach to score pills. Um, I w I'm not proud of this. I just thought I was very resourceful. I call them my wheelchair posse. I drive by in my little Mercury Capri, a poor man's Miata. Nice. Pile them in the in the back, you know. Fold up their wheelchairs, manage to fit three of them in the little shoebox sized trunk. And did you have a pull out Alpine in your car? Yes. <laughs> that you had to like take. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I would drive them to the dirty doctor, and then go to the pharmacy and buy their pills. And yeah, I mean, I guess it makes for a good story now. But <laughs> anyway, that's my number three. Nice. Okay, my number two. Now, this came up after we did the Return of the Red Eye, or no, the Let's Party episode is what it was called. Oh, okay. I never told this, and so I'm, I, I slid this in because I'm only 98% sure. I will only ever be 98% sure this didn't really happen, but I was methed out. Way, I used to drink a lot of red wine. Like, Merlot. Coming down, because you know, like, when you do meth, okay, for the, those people out there listening, it's the poor man's cocaine, and you think when you first do it, you're like, "Woo, that really burned, but okay, I'm feeling it. Why don't I just do this instead of cocaine? I know. You get more and bang then, for your buck. And then 12 hours later, as you're doing bedsheet karate, <laughs> all sweaty, pretending to sleep, um, you realize this is why. <laughs> cocaine, you can do and go to sleep. So... Um, so this was about day two of no sleep, pretending, you know, just lying there. And um, I still remember thinking this happened because I, I was chain smoking the whole time, too, for two days straight, lying in bed, wanting to sleep but not. And a fireman walked in my room and said that the neighbors complained that there's too much smoke in here and we're going to come back later and check on you. So please stop smoking. And... uh 
and and uh, the next day, I I asked a person at my house. I said, "Hey, do you remember the firemen coming over?" And they're just like, "Oh my God, you are so high right now. You need to go to sleep." So I hallucinated that a fireman had walked in my room to tell me to not smoke. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm only 98% sure that didn't happen. I mean, it would have been really cool if it was Smokey the Bear. Uh, dude, it was. It was a fireman. So, yeah. Woo! Hey, meth is a hell of a drug. Don't meth with it, dude. So, you know, I had a hard time deciding what was going to be my one and what was going to be my two. So, my number two, I decided, so somas are a muscle relaxer. <laughs> dude, I know them well. <laughs> Yeah, everyone in Southern California knows about somas because I think you can just go down to Tijuana and get them over the counter. I had a soma story that I got that didn't make the final cut because you had a soma story, and I'm gonna assume that it's <laughs> in the same way. Um, so I decided one night that it would be a good idea to take ten somas before I went to sleep. Dude, love it. Yeah. So I popped the ten somas and. <clears throat> I mean, heaven so, forbid you take five and see how it goes. No, go for it. Round up, dude. Round <laughs> up to 10. So I just want to say to our listeners, I challenge any one of you to take 10 somas and not have your colon relaxed to the point of drooling. I don't want to say... Chris, please don't ch- challenge our listeners to take 10 somas. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. Legal <laughs> disclaimer. Uh, allegedly, I think you're supposed to say. Okay. Allegedly... <laughs> So I don't want to say, I I mean, I don't really think I shit my pants. It was just my a colon, my colon yawn during the night. That's a GNL. That's a gamble and lose, Chris. And my wife loves this story because she was the one that busted me. Like, and, and I said the same thing to her, like, all right, you take 10 somas and see how well you do. <laughs> so that's my number two. Thank you. You shit the bed. <laughs> I mean, no. It was more like just like anal leakage. Okay, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number one, and there was no... <laughs> should I... This I, I knew my number one right off the bat, and that is dumbest things I did when drunk. I have day drinking and driving. Yes. Oh yeah, because like I said, at night, oh, three beers, no, nothing. I've, dude, I did the fifty dollar cab ride home and left my car there and picked it up the next day. But something about the day, and I always had the same philosophy: like they're not fucking looking for anyone. Dude, they don't drink anyone's fucked up at this hour. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. What cop is looking for a drunk driver right now? Exactly. A fearless. Yep. Oh no. I would drive to Long Beach and get cocaine at one in the afternoon. Oh fuck yeah, drunk. Yeah. But yeah. oh, second the second the streetlights start oh, coming on, dust? I turn into a pumpkin, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, I, I'm no. pulling over and you're picking me up. Yeah, no, I've done that. But hey, we don't have DUIs, so apparently our logic dude. served us well, right? So my number one, I think, I, dude, my memory is so bad. I guess that's why they call it dope. <laughs> but I think I talked about this in our party episode. But um, so I lied. To get a gig with Quicksilver in their <laughs> entertainment division. So uh, the guy, Danny Kwok, who is like heading up the, the <laughs> entertainment division, was sober at the time. 
And so I totally lied to him saying I was fucking sober. I wasn't sober. No. So I know. <laughs> so I was hired to go out on the road with one of their surfers and his best friend. And they were going to go around the country in a van and write about their experience. So they sent me along to film it. And it turned into the Blair Chris project. <laughs> and I mean, I took these guys into like the ghetto of Chicago to score cocaine. There you have a, you have a quick commercial so that you made out of it. They kicked me out of the van in San Antonio and were just like, get the fuck out of here. Cause they'd never been around a pro. Like, and at <laughs> one point I was drinking like, and I'm not even exaggerating 40 beers a day. Oh, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. And you so sound they, like Andre the Giant there. No, it about was, later. dude, I was gone for two weeks drinking like 40 beers a day. I met my wife in New York and dude, I probably put on like fucking 20 pounds. She looked at me and was like, holy, I just had that alcohol blow. Oh, and, sweaty Chris. And so they kicked me out of the van in San Antonio. I come back and they're like, all right, make a trailer. Like, <laughs> let's, what's this, what's this about? And so while I was cutting it. Dude, the guys didn't really do anything. The most interesting thing was, was that like, I completely fucked up their trip. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So there is a two-minute trailer about how I just completely... And I'm actually, to this day... It's like Ollie, Chris drinking. Ollie, Chris drinking cooking. Dude, <laughs> to this day, I'm actually proud of the trailer from a storytelling standpoint. <laughs> it's just unfortunate that the asshole everyone's talking about is me. And actually, one of the guys who I guess was kind of my boss a little bit, ended up being like the number six employee at Facebook. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he's on there talking shit about me. <laughs> and yeah, it was a fucking mess. And I had a really great opportunity. And like, we all do. We fuck it up. Oh. And, uh, but you know. Chris, it, I don't feel like there's a clear winner this time. I, I feel like. Uh, I think we're both pathetic. We're both losers. And you know what the sad part is? This list, I probably have another, without even oh. breaking a sweat, 20 things that I've done I that just are just like. Jotted them down, dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was just like, easy, easy, Soma shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stealing pet meds. Like. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chris, if we've learned one thing, only users lose drugs. So. Is that right? <laughs> yes. I was there to match my intellect on national TV against a plumber and an architect, both with a PhD. I was tense, I was nervous, I guess it just wasn't my So, I had to get that in before. So, uh, <clears throat> Johnny, we've uh, have been grappling with what would happen if I died or Nikki makes you quit the podcast. Who would take our places? I could die too, Chris. I, I'm always taking risks. No, Nikki won't let you die. <laughs> What's more likely, Chris dying 
or Nikki making Johnny quit the podcast? Oh, well, Chris, N- Nikki, Nikki <laughs> making Johnny quit the podcast. <laughs> that's that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided um, our two number one. Well, hold they're on, not, that doesn't they're work. Not, they're two not number fans. one. They're the two people that that most likely will take our job. Yeah, I don't think they really like what we do. They just want to do what we do. (laughs) And they're always quick to point out what we did wrong or how they would have done it differently. That's not hard to do. And that that would be Mr. Lewis Ludog Photog Dolan and Mr. Jeff the Surfing Samurai Hairston. Coach Jeff. Coach Jeff, if you will. Happy to be back. Yes. We're happy to have you here. Always a pleasure. So we decided we're going to have a little game show to find out who's going to replace us. So we um, came up with some questions. They're a combination of information that you would have uh, got from listening to the podcast, which I know Coach Jeff does. I'm not entirely sure sure, uh, Lou does all the time. I think he might just get the cliff notes at Dawn Patrol. No, he listens to it when he's driving around in his Millennial Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you mean, actually, I've been getting kind of, he's telling me about his job. Seems like there's a lot of like video game playing and like surfing the net. Well, he does make all of our social media too. So that, uh, yeah, on the job. On the job. So. Hey, it's good to get paid for what you love. <laughs> <laughs> so we came up with some questions. Um, so a combination of pop culture questions and questions from the podcast. So we're just going to jump right into it, Johnny. So you go ahead and ask the first one. Oh, hold on a second. You have to chime in. So, Lou, do yeah, do your buzzer, Lou. All right, and double, then double tap, <laughs> Coach Jeff. All right. <laughs> so you have to chime in to and, answer the question, and you can't answer till we've completely read the question. That's true. Now, do we have to answer in the form of a question? No, we're not Jeopardy. Okay, okay good. Yeah, I'm not Alex Trebek. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm I'm gonna do the first question. Off of the uh, popular album by Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Guys, what day of the week does it take place in the famous GNR song, My Michelle? Anytime now, guys. Did, did you stump us both on the first question? <laughs> would you guys like a hint? Can we, can we each take uh, seven you, guesses? Uh, would you end? like a hint? It's is between it Sunday and yeah. Saturday. Does it end in why? The lyric... Is yesterday was Tuesday, maybe Thursday I can see. Coach Jeff. Wednesday. Yay! Yay, Coach Jeff. That's one for Coach Jeff. Using the process of elimination, I just was stuck in a dub. All right. The next question. This is from the podcast. What was Johnny's drug and alcoholic beverage of choice? Coach Jeff. Johnny enjoys Merlot and cocaine. That is correct. (laughs) That is too. That's impressive. I was going to say Jack and Coke and Coke. (laughs) That is two for Coach Jeff, zero for Lou. It's almost as if we're we're rolling jujitsu right now. The perfect yin and yang. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys, this is a true or false question. False. (laughs) Wait for me to finish. Sorry. True or false? Chris and Johnny both went to reform school. <laughs> Actually, Lou. Lou? That would be true. That is Wrong. incorrect. 
Only Johnny went to reform school. Chris was still a goody two-shoes in Utah. Or he didn't get caught. He lived in Utah. That's pretty close to reform <laughs> No, it's absolutely... That's that actually is, where my reform school that's, was. That's was why Utah. I got it confused, because I was like, there's, there's a Utah correlation. <laughs> yes. All right. So my question, this comes from the 1984 movie, The Last Starfighter. In the beginning of the video game, they the, it says, Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier from who and what. I love that movie, too, by the way, but that, that's going <sighs> deep into it. I saw the answer, and I still don't know. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Yeah. Zer and the Kodan Armada. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so the score is still two. Coach Jeff zero. Okay, but I don't have negative one from. The no, we're not going game. negative, okay. dude. Isn't I thought zero was the term that um, we're using for non-binary folk now. Oh, yeah. Zim and Zer. Yeah, very <laughs> gender fluid. <laughs> okay. Wow. See, look at they're they're taking over our shtick. All right, guys. Next question. Guys, is Boba Fett, according to canon, alive or dead? Lou. He is dead. That is correct. That, that is, is not correct. That is, that is cor- not correct. That is correct. According, Lou. Wait, wait, wait. According oh, to oh. canon, his Mandal- Mandalorian armor was indigestible, and he climbed out of the Sarlacc. That is incorrect. He is dead. <laughs> that is, is Lou dead. one, Coach <laughs> Jeff two. You said according to canon. And I'm Cannon. pretty sure according he's to dead. Cannon, he's, he's dead. dead. No, the incorrect. Not two, true. 2-1. Two, it's been two, at one. least 1,001 years since he went into the pit. 2-1. All right, my question. Moving on. What was my number two pick of the top five martial arts film? Coach Jeff. I'm going to say because this is an egregious Kung Fu Panda. That is incorrect. Oh! Lou, would you like to steal it? Not the Karate Kid. You guys suck. No, it was The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon? Oh, yeah. Show sure enough. Yeah, that is, that is. <laughs> score is still one to two. I'm doing horribly. Coach Jeff. Okay. Do you guys even listen to the podcast? I, I do. Jeez. Show enough. Lou, <laughs> Lou, you might get this one. Okay. Okay. According to the podcast, what are men's flowers? Hold on, who, who got that? Was that Lou? Are you saying, okay, Coach Jeff is saying Lou. Lou, go ahead. That is the greatest gift my wife or any wife can give you, a blowjob. That is yes, correct. that is correct. The score is now 2-2. <laughs> my birthday is on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you get men's flowers then. Johnny, hook them up. Okay. Name the two books reviewed on Best Frenemies. The podcast, Best Frenemies. <laughs> the two books. I know one for sure. Start saying it. All right, Lou. Ready Player One. That That's is correct. One. And, oh, the, the book about the guy, the writer who went to train as a cage fighter i will give it to him Ah, that's right i will give it to him all right tapped out tapped out tapped out that is correct yes all right so the score is now three two okay don't call it a comeback guys according to the podcast where did chris 
get his opiates from? I want to say Chewy in Santa Ana. <laughs> I know that's wrong. Coach Chef. I remember. I feel like you had a few different people you got it from, but it was like, I don't know. I could be wrong. No, I don't know the exact person, but I feel like it was some girl that worked at some like office or something like that, and you got got it from her. Lou, uh, Lou, would that be from nursing homes? Yes, oh, close God. enough. Yes, yes. <laughs> old people. Yes, yes. convalescent homes in Long Beach. <laughs> All right. you so the score piece of is shit. Is now, <laughs> to be fair, I have an upper hand on Jeff in that category because I too am an addict in recovery, and I I definitely appreciated that as All far right. as the hustle. So the score is now four two. Okay, so my next question I am not going to ask because Johnny kind of ruined it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'm going to go to my tiebreaker question, which... Wait, did you see my tiebreaker? Well, I know, but this is just... it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just my question, my five. What was the name of Punky Brewster's dog? Lou. Brandon. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. I'm gonna go Score with- is 5 2. I, I mean, at this point, I mean, throw out your question, but I think Lou's won. Okay. What is the correct cheat code for 30 lives in Super Contra? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. BA. I always did select start because it was a two-player when I played it. Holy so. shit. Yes, dude. Mind blown. Yes. Dude, nice. mind yes. fucking blown. Took I'm, it to an, a deeper level with the select Dude, start. I'm actually thinking that's <laughs> almost like a tie. Dude, uh, that's worth two points, dude. For sure. That, <laughs> Watch the levels there, Chris. Chris got very excited. I too. got too excited and I like tapped out. Uh, Were you rolling your eyes when I originally sent you that question? Yeah, I was like, dude, no They're one's not gonna get that. No one's gonna fucking get that. So I think the question I gotta or say it's, it's tied. Tie. So we got a tiebreaker. Do you have <laughs> yeah. a tiebreaker question? That was my tiebreaker. Shit. Well I can ask mine, but this is just gonna be like beating the buzzer. <laughs> I have my a true false question. Alright, here we go. This is just gonna be a buzzer beater. <laughs> Are you pay attention who yeah. chimes in? Okay, okay. True or false? Johnny and I attended high school in Utah. Dude, I, I don't know. Who, who chimed in first? I'm going to say true. That is correct. That is correct. You win. You are now I the runner-up, best frenemies <laughs> co-host. In nice. the event I die or Johnny has to quit because of Nikki. Now, can we talk about <laughs> contracts and how much this job's going to pay eventually? All right. I changed my mind. It's Coach Jeff. <laughs> Is the runner up? <laughs> didn't talk about contracts. That's okay, because I know that I know there's going to be job openings soon when Professor Ian and you roll next. Yes. You know what? Let me just go on record right now that I will never roll with Professor Ian ever again. I did what I needed to do. I I I, I did what I needed to do, Professor Ian. I'm never rolling with you. Next guest. <laughs> I was like, is it true that you did not tap me the last time we rolled? <laughs> I was letting you do that. I say we just let them both on. One of us goes. So it's going to be a three, th- three best frenemies. Chris, our egos. It's going to take two people to replace one. Of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Done deal. You guys are both welcome. Okay. Anytime. Awesome. Anytime on best frenemies. I'll keep the photo. I actually coming. prefer your guys' company over Johnny's. Yeah. 
We could all play Contra. <laughs> yes. Cause, Dude, cause, that was amazing. <laughs> that was fucking amazing. Dude, I kind of was questioning. I mean, with the whole last, last Starfighter, you guys totally blew it. You totally made up for it. Yeah, You're nerd. Then, then Lou knew the dog's name, and I was like, uh, I'm out of my league here. Well, see, I was, I, oh, I was initially, initially I was going to say Henry Watermont, but that's the old man that was her, her <laughs> adopted. You dad. know what? I came that close to doing uh, small, small Wonder, but I knew you like you knew well, that yeah, shit. When I came, you guys thought, she, yeah, she, yeah, she's a cyborg. <laughs> exactly. She, exactly. I almost brought that shit up too. That still bugs me. <laughs> Wait, is she a cyborg? No, Darth Vader is a robot. No, no, it was it. It's called RoboCop, not Cyborg Cop. Oh, so that's right. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> he was a god, literally the biggest celebrity in the world. He is at once a real human, but at the same time a mythological figure. That was a no look hit on the record button. Oh, so a no we look. Just, just deleted the entire episode. Yeah, <laughs> the whole no, every, our whole library yeah. of podcasts. <laughs> it's like it never happened. So this is actually this is number twelve, right? Yeah, oh, dirty dozen. It's, but it's not our year anniversary. Look at that. Lou just came up with the title, Dirty Dozen. I love it when they say the title of the movie in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> dirty Dozen. I like it. That's gonna be the name of the podcast. Way to go. Yeah. So we are joined once again by uh, Lou and Coach Jeff. And we're back. And we're back. Men in the box. So I guess we decided that actually Johnny and I are just going to bow out and we're going to let them take over the podcast. So I think they're actually better at it than we are. Later, guys. <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. The torch has been passed. We didn't think about it if they killed both of us, Chris. I know. I mean, their nerd cred was totally redeemed by that last cheat code. Holy shit, my mind's still reeling from that. Chris didn't think you guys had it in you. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, you I... fucked up my number two. <laughs> you said Kung Fu Panda when obviously it was Last Dragon. Yeah, the movie with the autistic black kid that this is Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He, he, he yeah, maybe a little. on the spectrum nowadays. Sure. He's definitely yeah. on the spectrum. Yeah. 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 All right, anyway, so, Johnny, take it away. This is your burning child. All right, well, we all just uh, recently watched the HBO documentary, Andre the Giant. And we're going to talk about it, Chris. All right, let's do it. And it was It was good. Go. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> you know, Bye, guys. You know, growing up, because I, I, I don't really watch wrestling anymore, but I, I watched wrestling when it was the WWF. Same here. And uh, I think I was, when I stopped watching wrestling, Hulk Hogan was still a good guy. It was, it was still the WWF. Mm -hmm. He didn't go, he didn't go mean. I'm, I'm dating myself. He didn't have, he didn't have the black dyed beard. Yeah, dude. Yeah, what, was so, that what was that? NWO or yeah, something? Yeah, I think that was WCW days. I remember <laughs> watching. So in the Andre the Giant documentary, they showed WrestleMania 3. Mm -hmm. I remember watching that. And like being amped, it was just like, oh! And I remember Andre the Giant was yeah. a badass. My like, my brother actually went to WrestleMania too. Oh really? And do you know who the celebrity guests were there? Hmm. Rick Schroeder. Oh shit! The Rick actually back no. then, back then it was Ricky. Ricky Schroeder and little, little Ricky Schroeder. And here's Silver one: you, you guys the not Ricker. And guess who else? 
Herb from Burger King. Do you remember Herb? The nerd guy oh, where you had to like shit. go and yeah. find him. I do remember him. And you'd win a million dollars if you discovered Herb. Yeah. And Herb. Yeah. That's what their celebrity guests wow, were at the time. Wow. That was a blast from the past. I don't know why, but that made me think of, remember that moon that like played piano oh, yeah. on the, the McDonald's? Big oh, Mac, Mac Tonight. Mac Dude. the Knife. Yeah, <laughs> that was a creepy, creepy campaign. <laughs> Dude, there was, that was cocaine 80s at its Yeah, best. that's where Max Hedrum came from too. That was some cocaine. Dude, there were a lot of creepy campaigns in the 80s like you look back on them now and you're like don't want campaigns and movies just like pitch meetings where you're just like picturing a whole mound of cocaine on yeah. the table and like just the, like that ben stiller movie where he was like pitching while he was permanent all, permanent midnight permanent midnight jerry stein uh-huh. i kind of always wanted to get really stall jerry, jerry stall jerry stall yeah, i wanted so. to get oh, cooked dude, out I and love, throw myself that was out my a dream. window yeah. when i went yeah. to film school i wanted to be jerry stall yeah get paid that much money and like shoot dope wasn't the your title <laughs> sequence from that where they took the needle and like it was after he just got it to register and he like squared it at the blood in the ceiling, ceiling and oh. the, the titles were coming up like that I dude was like, the book was amazing yeah the book was amazing i love yeah drugs good times <laughs> you know one thing that's interesting did you guys i'm gonna switch documentaries for a second did any of you see the iron chic oh yeah oh yeah so what's kind of really interesting about that is that if it wasn't for the iron chic and andre Hulk Hogan would have never been what he became. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Because Hulk Hogan says he could have never beat the Iron Sheik. And obviously, he couldn't have beat Andre. Mm-hmm. And it took both of them to put him over for him to become the phenom. And basically is what make made wrestling what it was on a national level. Yeah, they, yeah. they talk about the Andre part where you know he put him over. Where Andre had the foresight to see that you know in order for wrestling to grow and become mainstream on a national level... Mm-hmm. He had to let Hulk Hogan, who's like this trophy poster boy, kind of well, well, win the belt. Let's back it up Spoiler a little bit. In, in the documentary, we learned that like, uh, you know, it was kind of a, a, a traveling circus. Mm-hmm. and uh, It was regional. Each, it was very regional. Um, if it was on TV, it was low budget. It was your local cable station. And, you, you know, your star was like Dusty Roads and... And every every town had a different little section. And Andre, he just kind of, you know, he was unbeatable, and but he didn't play out himself. He would just kind of go from town to town because nobody wanted to come back and see him next week where mm-hmm. no one could beat him. The novelty so, had worn off. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Giant is in his name, Andre the Giant. But when they started showing, like, his fingers next to, like, really was awe-inspiring how freaking enormous that man was one of the cool things i liked about it was when they talk about like how when he started in france and europe and like he had his name and it was like jerry fair yes something, and it was like giant fairy yeah and then he comes over to america and, and they're, they're like, like he can't like, we, we, we can't call this guy the giant fairy it's just not gonna go over i was like that is amazing yeah, and i think mcmahon senior was the one that's like ah you're andre the giant yeah yeah and i i didn't know i i never knew that mcmahon's father was like such the pioneer in it. I knew McMahon, but I didn't know his father was, and his son ended up buying out his, you know, ownership and taking it to the next level. And uh, yeah, I remember I had a book when I was a little kid that had uh, like all the wrestlers in it. And they like said that you could put a silver dollar in, inside one of his rings because he was so big. And that might've just been like the rumor. And that you find out in the, in the documentary that a lot of stuff, they never would like, to spell the rumor, he Andre liked people to like you know 
guess that he weighed way more than he did or was bigger than he did. It's like modern day folklore. Yeah. They they talk about that too. The one part in the documentary that actually I kind of got tripped out on was when Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's a big dude, was talking about how Andre the Giant at one point just like picked him up and like set him up on like a piece of furniture. And he was like, that's how strong he was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He just picked him up like he was a doll. I mean, Arnold, I mean, he's a tall guy. And then back in that day, I mean. Especially compared to Danny DeVito. Very tall. tall. I resemble that statement. (laughs) Yeah, so that actually, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, he was big. I just never really thought about how strong he was, but. You have to be. And I I always heard about his partying. But I thought he just liked to have a good time. I didn't realize, and that this is kind of the sad part, I didn't realize he was in so much pain and his body was that deteriorated. Well, and just how uncomfortable his life was. Like, all types of travel. Imagine using a regular-sized bed, a toilet. Yeah. Um, trying to ride in a car, having to get two seats on an airplane, or when they talked about he couldn't use the bathroom on flights. Oh, so yeah. That's true. That, that part was like... Was like so dude, and he was flying everywhere, like going to so Japan. So they'd have to like put a bucket and then close a curtain. Then he'd use the bucket to go to the restroom, and then they would dump the bucket into the airplane restroom. Yeah. And he was flying to Japan and Europe often from America. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I guess the part that was, um, he was really affected by people making comments. You know, yeah, oh, he, look at that, you know, he and like, hear everyone mm-hmm. as he's walking and he was bummed by it. And you're just, I, I guess you just wouldn't even think about that. Like, I never thought about that. He just wanted to blend in and, you know, they're making the point that, Hey, you know, I mean, I can't remember what celebrity they said, but he's a celebrity can wear a hat and sunglasses and kind of fake it. It's like, how is Andre the giant going to fake it? I mean, he's the tallest guy in the room. He's incredibly, you know, you know, well-recognized. Um, I mean, they were saying at the time he was like the most recognized athlete in the world. Well, yeah, because it was before, they, they said it was before, like, you know, basketball had really blown up. It was kind of like a down kind of era for basketball and some major league sports and stuff. And, you know, it's just, it, the the one part, you know, yeah, it, it came off as like sad and everything, but like, and he, there was probably a point where he'd made enough money where he could have retired and led a very humble life. But I think he also really it showed that he really enjoyed entertaining people and making them happy with seeing this this like spectacle and he knew he was a spectacle but he still had enough like insight to to see how much joy it brought people yeah there was that that great shot of him riding the atv in uh, north carolina where he lived and he kind of adopted the family to like be his caretakers but you could tell they were you know they were family to him and you know, just to see him outside and just enjoying life, like, you know, you could tell that was probably one of the happiest times in his life. Mm-hmm. And I have to. I mean, I think my the memory that sticks with me about Andre the Giant was his role in Princess Bride. And he killed it. Yeah. Killed it. Um, but then Rob Reiner talking about he came in and auditioned and... I don't understand any word he said, but he was perfect for the role. But I mean, he was giant. a giant. <laughs> and then also saying, like, at that point in his life, that it was, it was, you know, oh, the the acting's going to be the most difficult part, but because the of the fighting, part, but the actual wrestling was so physically demanding that it was difficult for him. I mean, there's, at that point, his that, body was breaking down. There's that famous scene where the princess floats down when she jumps, when Andre has the horses and he catches her in the arms, and he, they said his back was so fucked up that. 
they, they had to have her on wires because mm-hmm. he couldn't have any pressure on his arms, dude. Yeah, that was rough. But then, you know, the part that I didn't completely understand is they were talking about the disease he suffered from. And I'm not even going to try to say it. I'm going to butcher it. But that when they caught that or they became aware of it, that they could have done something to stop the, the growth. Per- the yeah, so like he was still, I had no idea, he was still growing. And it sounded like he said no to that because he didn't want it to affect his wrestling career. But it was like he was still freaking growing at like that late in life. Yeah, his body, his body was still generating the hormones to, to grow and grow and grow. Dude, he must have been in pain constantly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it, was was a real, a, it was a good documentary. I liked it a lot. It was such a part of his identity you know, his stature and everything that if that had been reversed or put contained, maybe it would have taken away like a good part of who he thought he was. Yeah. And it seemed like when, after, when the whole thing happened with Hulk Hogan and they wanted him to play the heel, that seemed like it really bothered him because then the comments from people he would run into became even more negative because he was not playing like the hero anymore or the baby face. Essentially he was now, you know, the heel, so people would say mean stuff to him, and that hurt him even more. Well, it was that one. I mean, I guess it was when he came out for WrestleMania three. They were throwing stuff at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and was like, dude, I don't well, remember that. To be fair, he was riding a uh, cart with Bobby the Brain Heenan. You know, <laughs> he was standing right next Wait, to the Bobby the Brain. So maybe they were throwing it at guilt Bobby. by association. I that's, understand. That's true. But I did love that when you know Hulk was retelling the story. Saying, you know, he was walking up to Andre before the show saying, are we good, boss? Um, Do you have a game plan, boss? And then Andre, like, said, just wait till we get out there. And, you know, throws against the ropes and, he's, you know, he says, you know, body slam. And then then leg drop. And Hulk thought he was going to move and he doesn't. And, dude, it was awesome. See, that was weird to me, too, that you would think, I mean... They talked there was like 96,000 people in that stadium to watch WrestleMania 3. How many, you know, millions of people were watching it on television. And they didn't have that completely rehearsed beforehand. Yeah. It was just really weird to me. We'll just wing it. Yeah. Like, we're going to wing it. Like, Are you implying that wrestling is fake, Chris? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, it's amazing to think that... They went into the ring and Hulk Hogan didn't know how the match was going to end. Yeah. Like he thought he might do a job and Andre's going to win and decide he wants to be the champ. Yeah. Like that was so freaking weird to me that, I mean, dude, I'm going to know, I want to know everything. Like I rehearse everything, every move. Like, I don't know. It was weird. And then he, I mean, they're talking about how Andre was in so much pain that he just, it was like Drink bare. 21 bottles of of wine in one sitting. How, how is that, uh, Chris, or, uh, Johnny, how, to drink 21 bottles of Merlot? Um, you got to have a lot of cocaine to go with the 21 bottles of Merlot. They didn't mention that at the dock, but uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're drinking some... that much, I mean, yeah, you got to have the cocaine to keep going, yeah. powering through. You know or what you we're talking about, Lou. Or you got to be the size of Andre the Giant, <laughs> which you are not. No, <laughs> only my appetite. <laughs> appetite for cocaine. <laughs> appetite for destruction. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, everyone should go watch that. You'll. Well, actually, you'll they don't stoked. need to now. Actually, I had a guy 
from work who listens to the podcast going, hey, after I listen to you guys, I, I mean, I feel like I know everything, so I don't have to go read it or watch it. So, you know, I don't go watch it. We just Fine. told you, you know, the best parts. Tell Be- other people. Being of service. <laughs> Being of service. Thanks, guys. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like an awful. Daily and nightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a band, light up a stage and wax a jump like a candle dance. Caress a speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom, deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best. It's a felony, love it to leave it. You better gain weight, better hit fools out of kid. Don't play if it was a problem, I would solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. I vanilla ice, vanilla ice, ice baby. Oh, ice, ice baby, yeah, ice. Vanilla ice, vanilla ice, ice baby, oh ice, ice baby. All right, now it's time for. Well, it it says April recommendations, but we missed April. But whatever, dude. If you guys want to give us some money to record on time, I'm all for it. We're gonna say this is still April, dude. I don't (laughs) care when. I don't care if. Yeah, hey. So when are you gonna have this edited by? Saturday. Fucking Saturday, dude. It's Tuesday. Dude, my computer is slow. My computer has AIDS, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> dude, are you fucking kidding me? You can get this done by tomorrow. Well, we'll do our best. We'll see, see, look, I'm doing my... Johnny, you are totally not supportive when shit goes down. <laughs> like, dude, you're like fucking late. Like tonight, I'm going to give you a prime example. I'm like, dude, whatever. I get it. You're running late. You got to get food for your family. You're supposed to be here at seven. I'm totally not busting your balls. And then you text back going, dude, have everything set up so we could just plug in and go. Dude, you are so. <laughs> Seriously. I love how you name everything that you could be mad at me about. <laughs> so fucking backhanded. You know what? Yeah. You're like, dude, I'm not even like stressed out that you said you'd be here at seven and it's like 730 right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just showing you that I'm the cool one that no, because I, I, I was feel at like your house on time. I feel like I have to do the only good defense with you is a good offense. So I have to come at well, you if hard you're, if because you're, you're kind of a little bitch. If, you're, if it's one thing we've learned, if, if you're attacking, they have to defend. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Here, well, fuck you, Chris. All right. What's your recommendation? Okay. Um, my recommendation this month is actually uh, another podcast, and that's on uh, true crime. What was the big true crime uh, podcast? American... Oh, man. I don't know. It'll They're, come to me later. They have, like, my favorite killer, which yeah. I've heard a bunch of people talking about. Dig but. the true crime podcast. And this was one... This caught my eye because, it, first of all, it was LA Times, and it was, um, it was based on articles that came out about a the, the name of the podcast is Dirty John and it's uh and it's by a writer on the LA Times and it it happened in Newport Beach and the crime happened in Newport the crime Beach. happened okay. in Newport Beach and it's it's basically about a guy that 
it's a six part series. They're like forty five minutes each. And the the murder happened right down the street from AOJ at the uh apartments that they all live. Oh shut where all the coaches live? Yeah. Shut up. It happened at uh the Coronados. And I remember there was a stabbing at the Coronados. What what what, what year was this? <clears throat> this was only like three years ago, dude. No shit. All right. Yeah. And so, and then when they start, and every week they release a little bit more about this guy and like how fucking crazy, like how manipulative and like premeditated this guy was through his whole life. I'm not going to give it, everyone should listen to it. But the final, the end scene happens at the Coronados, which was, I was like, oh my God, I remember this. I remember Mm. reading about, you know, there's a stabbing at the Coronados, someone died. I'll have to check it out. No, it's I'm awesome. actually intrigued. It's, it's called Dirty John, and um, it was just announced uh, two weeks ago that Bravo is actually going to make a miniseries of the podcast. No, no kidding. All right. And Eric Bana is going to play the main uh, Dirty John. All right. And uh, and I guess the woman, because he, he like tricks a girl, the woman's from Friday Night Lights, that's going to be playing the love interest and there's there's kids involved and i'm dude i'm pretty stoked on this nice dirty john everyone check it out i will check it out so my recommendation um is the fx television show legion which i believe you just started watching the season one so they're on season two right now dude super trippy so (laughs) it is in the x-men universe um so it's a Marvel production, but it's really, oh man, it's like Wes Anderson movie met freak- sci-fi. Yeah. And- like, I mean, I would be hard pressed. So I started watching the series and I was just so like the first couple episodes were so they had that Wes Anderson vibe whom it's, I love. It's super trippy is the only word and, I can. And I just was so compelled to keep watching it. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. That's that's where I'm at right now. But and, I like it. <laughs> and you're like, dude, what is going on? And it's so visually stunning. And the acting is incredible. So now we're on season two. And the episode four that just aired. Probably one of the best episodes on television I've ever watched. It was so amazing. They were the writing on the show is spectacular, and I don't know. It is a great show. I don't even know where it's going right now, and it would be hard pressed. So on our group, our nerd group text, Nick the Tooth and I were talking about episode four that just aired, and he felt the same way about it as I do. And you had chimed in, going, "Don't ruin it for me. I'm only on season one." And both of us were like, dude, if we were hard pressed to explain. Yeah, it could be episode, hard to even ruin it. For me. I don't even know where I would even start what was going on. Like if I tried to describe it, people would be like, that is not compelling at all. But anyway, so I recommend Legion on FX. And did you illegally download it or are you watching it on like in demand? Did I allegedly download it, Chris? <laughs> All right. But I believe it's available on In Demand or wherever illegal sites Johnny goes to. So Legion on FX. Allegedly. All right. Sorry. Allegedly illegal sites that Johnny illegally, allegedly downloads. 
such a dick. All right, what is your music recommendation? Yeah. And if you come at me with Kenny G again, yeah, right. <laughs> my uh, the song I'm going to give you guys uh, this month, we've we even played them before. Uh, Manor James Keenan, who is the lead singer of Tool, has a side band, Pussifier, and another side band, whoa, whoa, a, whoa, whoa, whoa. a Perfect Circle. What was his first band? Tool? No, no, no. Okay, what's the second band you have? Pussifier? Pussifier. Yeah. <laughs> dude, the guy's the shit, dude. You know what? I met him in AOJ. And he's a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. And, we uh, are all three the same level. And he has his own uh, vineyard, too. He has his own wine. Well, that does nothing for me. But he's, I, a, he's a fucking renaissance man. He was really nice. Well, their new album is called Eat the Elephant. And you only say that because Maynard's bald. Um... <laughs> That's true. I think everyone who's bald is super nice. Okay, so Eat the Elephant, it's, it, this is not an album that you'd put on at a party. There's, it's, there's, it's really spacey. He really explores the vocals. There's a lot of piano on this, but it's dope. And they've, they have a new edition with James E. Hoff, uh, Smashing Pumpkins guitarist. He's, uh, he's in the band for the record. I don't think he's touring with the band because he's back on tour with Smashing Pumpkins reunion going on right now. And, uh, but the song I'm, I'm picking today, it kind of, you, it's kind of got a little, uh, Siamese dream, Smashing Pumpkins vibe. Like you'll, you'll see when you hear it kind of breaks down and goes into this like symphony chorus. It's, the bridge is killer. So this song is going to be, it's track eight, delicious. So. Hey, before you play this real quick, yeah. can I make, um, a request next month's podcast can you recommend uh i want to sex you up by color me bad <laughs> okay so here we go delicious thanks you guys
pre the pre-show because hey. it's just so well, what you could do is like you you like what you do is what some podcasts do which i think is cool is they'll end the podcast and then afterward they'll like cut put like a little phrase from the pre <laughs> on the end like like you end your whole thing johnny plays a song or whatever it ends and it's just like dude are you plugged in bitch and then oh no it's like did you fucking record it this time did you delete it <laughs> did you delete it 